if it's in your Bible. I'm going to have to go to the digital version here. Amen. I do want to be the first to congratulate you on perfect attendance in church in 2017. If you are here. Amen. You're well on your way. 52 more, 51 more to go. Amen. Uh, I do also want to let you know that our 2017 Bible reading plans are available there in the back. Be sure to stop by and grab one. We've got a big one and a small one. We want to get everybody. And uh, so whether you're a small print person or a large print person, we've got them back there. Make sure you stop by uh, on the way out um, and grab one. And I also trust that you all had a wonderful holiday, wonderful Christmas. And now let's get ready to have a wonderful new year. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, we also, everybody say, we also. We also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance. The race that is set before us. Uh, Everyone has their own race. Okay? We don't need to try to run somebody else's race. We need to run the race that is set before us. And you don't get to pick the race. I'm sorry. Uh, It's set before you. Uh, But thank God that his plan is always the best. Amen? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy of that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want to stop right there. We'll go a little deeper. But uh, this morning, I want to take a little bit of time today on this happy New Year's Day uh, to talk to you about what progress looks like. What progress looks like. And, um, you know, this is always a day... Uh, for most people, uh, where you might be reflecting a little bit on the last year, 2016 is officially in the books, and uh, we are now about 11 hours into the new year, 2017. And um, with uh, uh, today, you know, I, I've got to just go ahead and let you know up front that God doesn't celebrate New Year's Day. Amen. Uh, he doesn't work by our clock. Uh, but it, 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 it's more of what this day represents for us. It doesn't necessarily mean that God is doing something new, um, but it is a opportunity. It is a time. It is a moment where we step back and we look at the newness and the freshness of a thing. And that's okay. Uh, God doesn't have to be going off of our 365-day-a-year clock and calendar, 24 hours in a day. But there is something about a newness. There is something about morning after night. There is something about there comes midnight and then we're in a new day. Uh, God even tells us that his mercies are new every morning. Amen. And so there's a freshness here. And so I just want to take an opportunity Uh, this morning to kind of speak to the direction of your life in 2017. And I hope, I hope that everybody in this room uh, is thinking progress, is thinking advancement, is thinking 
what's ahead and is not stuck in what's behind. And, and, and this day, more than any other day of the year, lends us the opportunity to, to step back and say, regardless of what was back there, regardless of what was in 2016, you know, sometimes we can get hung up on our successes just as much as our failures. You don't have to always fail at something to get stuck in the past. Sometimes we can live in the successes of last year. So whatever spectrum you're in this morning, whatever side you're on, whether you had a great successful 2016, you're like, let's do that one again. Uh, Please don't go. Or whether uh, you're like a lot of people on social media that I've seen in the last couple weeks, uh, really just ready to kick 16 to the curb and let's get to 17. Let's move on. Let's get past all the garbage, all the junk, all the the stuff, I mean, in the world or in your life or in your business or whatever, whatever side of the spectrum you're on. I hope today that you have an essence of you. You have a, a spirit of advancement, a spirit of progress. But one thing that I've learned uh, in my short time on this planet is that progress is a process. Progress is the process. I almost called this message the process of progress. But I thought that was a little too much of a tongue twister and was concerned that I might mess it all up. So I said, this is what progress looks like. Make it easy. But the process, the process of progress The process of progress. The first thing that I think that God wants us to see here in Hebrews chapter 12. The first thing I think he wants to point out to us when we're looking at progress is perspective. Perspective. And and, and really, that's what this time gives us. There's an opportunity of perspective. You can put things in perspective. Uh, Things begin to take a perspective. But the perspective of progress is always future, not past. The perspective of progress is always future, not past. What I, what I mean by that? If your perspective is trying to get out of something rather than get into something, you might not get as far as you hope. And, and I want us to make sure here on the very first day of this year that we're not just trying to run away from something that happened, but that we're trying to get somewhere that God has for us. He says, for I know. The plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I'm so thankful he declared it. I'm so thankful he spoke it. What plans do you have that you're not declaring? What plans and and purposes do you have for this year that maybe you haven't spoken yet? Because there's power in speaking your purpose. There's power in declaring what you want to see for your life this year. And you need to make some declarations. You need to vocalize it. You need to print it out. Let it be something you read off or or, or recite to yourself every morning. This is what I'm declaring over my life this year. This is what I'm declaring I will accomplish. This is what I'm declaring I'm able to do. Have a declaration. God said, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, declares the Lord. And so our perspective needs to be future, not just simply past not trying to get away from something trying to get into something i love how it starts out he says therefore we also are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses what is this great cloud of witnesses well if you go back one chapter the writer of hebrews gives us what we call the hall of faith hebrews chapter 11 he's going down the line of 
of, of individuals and characters and, 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 and people, mostly in the Old Testament, that, that endured through something. And all of them have one thing in common. They had a larger perspective about life. A larger perspective. Your perspective about your year and what you want to accomplish and what do you want to see fulfilled and what you want to see done has to be bigger than the day-to-day. See, this is why the gyms are full the first two weeks of the year. Because they don't have a bigger perspective. They, they don't see the big picture. See, Moses had a big picture. He, 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 he had opportunities to get bogged down in the wilderness. He had opportunities to get bogged down uh, uh, after he just murdered somebody. Uh, he had opportunities to say, God, I'm with you. Let's shut this whole thing down. I'll go on with you. Forget all these people. And he even struck the rock. He even struck the rock. And it kept him from what? Getting to the ultimate goal, the promised land. Because he lost perspective. David had a bigger perspective. Jesus had a bigger perspective. We've got to have a bigger perspective than the day-to-day. If you're going to make it through this year, if you're going to accomplish, if you're going to finish out, uh, I hope that you started this year with the goal of ending this year. Amen. You need to go ahead and get that. That My perspective is I'm going to finish and finish strong. December 31st, 2017. I'm not going to look back with regrets. I'm not going to look back with I wish I had, I wanted to. No, we want to have a perspective that says December 31st, I'll be able to stand tall and say, I ran my race. I finished my course for 2017. Amen. So we've got to have a perspective. It's necessary to see the end before you start. If you're waiting to get to the end, to see the end, you'll never get started. Amen. Even God did this. God wrote Revelations chapter 22 before he ever started Genesis chapter 1. That's what I love about God. He starts at the end of the thing and then he writes the book. He knows how this thing is going to wrap up. He knows where we're going to wind up. He knows what the end is going to look like. And so that, that, that gives you a little more push. You've got to know where you want to be December 31st before you take the first step in January 1st. We've got to get to the end. I think I've got some ringing, Nick, if you can help me out with that. It might just be my ears. I don't know. Amen. It's necessary to see the end before you start. And I've also learned this when it comes to perspective. What you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. And if you can see it today, you'll get it tomorrow. You know, this is why I called it what progress looks like. Because you, you, you've got to look at it. You've got to see it. For what it is, you you have to see it in spite of what you currently have in front of you. Amen. Just because you don't see the results that you're looking for in the gym after 14 days does not mean you give up the process of progress of the goal where you want to be at whatever stage. You've got to see the end and you've got to keep the image of the end in the midst of the day to day. If you lose sight of the end for the day to day, you quit. You quit. 
If you think this is all it can ever be, if you think this is all it will ever be, if you think that this is, is, is all I've got to give, you give up. You've lost the expectation. You've lost the perspective that will get you to the next level. He also goes on to say, um, he says here in verse uh Well, let's just start from the beginning. Verse one. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, lay, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. What does he say now? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. What joy? What joy? The cross? No, 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 no. No. The cross wasn't the joy. It was what the cross would accomplish for his people. It's what the cross would bring to pass for the church. That's you and I. He saw us today. And so he endured the cross. He endured that which most people would despise. He endured that which most people would give up with. He endured through what most people would have, 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 have set aside. Why? Perspective. Perspective. Uh, one, translation, one translation says in verse 2, fixing your eyes. Fixing your eyes. That means set. That's not talking about temporary, guys. That's, that's, look, we, we can all be excited. Everybody starts, but not everybody finishes. Everybody's at the starting line. But, but it's amazing that the grass is not as worn out at the finish line as the grass is at the starting line. It's real busy up here. When, you know, it's hard to get in the gym right now. Give it a couple of weeks. It'll clear out. It'll space out. Why? Because there is there's going to be those that will quit fixing their eyes and they'll shift their eyes to what is currently taking place. 2017, you want to see progress this year? You've got to have the right perspective. Jesus had the right perspective. He saw beyond the cross. He saw beyond the pain. He saw beyond the separation from his father. And he said, there's another goal at, my, at hand. There's something else I'm trying to obtain. There's a bigger picture. We've got to keep our perspective. The second thing that I want to show you today that I think enables progress is perseverance. Perseverance. I just said it, that Jesus endured the cross. I, I, I think endurance is such a, a needed but rare trait these days. Who are those that will endure? Who are those that will push through? Who are those that will persevere and persist? This is what we've got to see. I can tell you right now, it's Happy New Year. I know. We've set off fireworks, and we've got all the exciting stuff going on, and everything's closed today and tomorrow, and, 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 and we're celebrating the new year. But what happens when we don't feel all that anymore? Living in a world that tells us, well, if you don't feel like it, don't do it. If you don't feel it anymore... 
Find something else. This is, this is what the world preaches. The world preaches if you don't feel it, you don't have to do it. And that's not what the Bible preaches. I, I'm so thankful. I, I, I read a, a little thing one time. Some of y'all may have seen it. And it was a, a list of, I don't remember who wrote it, but it was just a list of different people in the Bible. And it said, I'm so glad that Jesus didn't say, I don't do crosses. I'm so glad that Moses didn't say, I, I don't do Red Sea. I, I, I'm not a water guy. I'm not really, not really that kind of guy. I, I'm so glad David didn't say, I'm not a giant guy. I, I don't really do giants. Right? But isn't that what we do so many times in life? We, 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 we tell ourselves that we're in, we're invested up to, but I don't do and at some point, we've got to show some persistence. At some point, we've got to show some perseverance. And that even when we don't feel it, we still advance. Even when we progress is not a result of you feeling like you want to do it all the time. Progress is the result of doing it in spite of how you feel. That's the real progress. If you want to. Stand tall with your shoulders back on December 31st this year. It's going to be because you have persisted and you have uh, uh, disciplined yourself and you have shown the diligence to push through adversity. To push through. Jesus pushed through the pain for the purpose. Jesus pushed through. But look, when we keep on going down here, look at this in verse uh, verse five. Hebrews 12, verse 5. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. But watch this. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all you have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. But he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening. No chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. If you're looking for the, 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 the discipline that feels good or the discipline that, you know, uh, you know, is right on the edge of making you feel uncomfortable. Look, you're going to endure some seasons of uncomfortableness. You're going to endure some seasons this year. If you want to progress, if you want to advance, if you want to get through to the end and see the goal accomplished, you will endure some times that won't feel good. That will go against the flesh. That will go against what you desire. That will go against what you would choose for yourself. You will. But that's what discipline does. Discipline disciplines you. That's what you got to have. See, discipline will take you where motivation will leave you. Discipline will take you 
where if you are hoping that you just feel motivated to accomplish what God has for you, what happens the day the motivation's gone? What happens the day you're no longer motivated to walk in love towards your spouse, even though they don't return the favor? What happens the day that you're not motivated to stand in faith for your healing because the symptoms are are coming against your body? What happens when you're no longer motivated to go to church? See, God is not a God that is moved by motivation. God is a God that is moved by discipline. How do I know this? Because Jesus called to himself 12 disciples. Disciples are what? Disciplined in a way. Disciplined to do. Disciplined to say. Disciplined to live. Disciplined to apply. There's got to be a discipline in your life if you're going to accomplish what, you, what God has for you this year. Be disciplined this year to be in the word more than ever. More than ever. See, sometimes it's not that we need to do something different. That's one of the key words that gets thrown around is change. January 1st, what are you going to change? I'm going to change this. Sometimes it's not what we need to change. It's just what we need to keep doing or what we need to do better at. Sometimes it's a continuation of something. 2017 might be a continuation of what God was trying to bring you to in 2016. Amen. But there's got to be a discipline. There's got to be a discipline about it. I know that's not one of the popular words in church today. I know that that might not be the most encouraging thing I could give to you on a happy New Year's message. But there's got to be some discipline. There's got to you, you've got to be disciplined about some things. And, and God is saying, look, you can't reject the discipline and expect to get. There's there's no endurance. What is discipline? I define discipline. As the ability To separate between what you want and what you need. That's what I believe discipline is. Just that might not be in Webster's dictionary. You can look it up on your app or whatever. It's not probably not in there. But I believe that discipline contains the elements of choosing what I need over what I what I want. And, and, and we have a generation coming up today, guys, that they will ask for what they need and they'll spend for what they want. That means I'll use all my resources to get what I want, what makes me feel good. And then when I need something, I'll go somewhere else to get it. But there's got to be a discipline that, that helps me determine I want that but I need this. See, when you're disciplined to save money, you say, I want that, but I need to save for the bigger picture, the perspective. When, 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 when you need to walk in love towards your spouse, you want to say something, but you need to do this. And I'm going to tell you right now that your needs will always progress you further than your wants. Your needs will always progress you further than your wants. What is it that you want to see this year? And what is it that you need to do to accomplish that? And now you have found your discipline. Now you have found where I need to discipline myself. I want to sleep more, but I need to be in the word more. I want to. To just take it easy on this job, but I need the promotion. So I'm going to 
You see where I'm going. You've got to have some discipline. You've got to be able to determine between my needs and my wants. And that's the balance that you'll be in every day this year. The next 365 days, where you end up at the end of this year, will be determined by your definition of what you need and what you want and how disciplined you are to produce it. Amen. Not a lot of amens on that one, but that's okay. That's good preaching, Pastor Mark. Keep on going. I sure will. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Third thing. Third thing. They all start with P. For all my type A personalities out there, all my note takers. Purpose. Purpose. Progress has always got to be determined by purpose. Knowing where you're going is the first step. Knowing where you're headed. What's the goal? What's the reason? Proverbs 19:21, we all know it. We've, we've heard it. Many are the plans in a man's heart. But it's the Lord's what? Purpose that prevails. And look, this year, this year, if you're going to achieve God's purpose, you will fight your plan. There's, there's God's way of doing it, and then there's your way of doing it. And you may both want the same thing, or you may not. But even if you do, you may not have the same way to get there as God does. And this is where, this is where the sidetracking shows up. This is why we fix our eyes. This is why we set our focus. This is why we give our attention. Second uh, 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 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Tells us, therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. By the way, that statement, do not lose heart, appears in Hebrews chapter 12 several times. Do not lose heart. Why? Because he's talking about running a race. When you lose your heart, you lose your hope. When you lose your hope, you lose your passion. When you lose your passion, you lose your perseverance. When you lose your perseverance, you quit. He says, do not lose Heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man. So I've got one. I've got one on the outside that wants one thing, but I've got someone on the inside that's going a different direction. I've got the inward man going forward. I've got the outward man going backwards. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. A moment. (laughs) When you start having that breakdown this year, remind yourself, that's just a moment. You just go ahead and start practicing reciting. Your, it's just a moment. I'm just having a moment. This is, this is not the whole year. All of 2017 is not going to be summed up by this moment. Amen. You just go ahead and tell yourself that. You go ahead and remind yourself. It's just a moment. It's but for a moment. It's working for us a Far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. What's that called? Perspective. What am I looking at? The bigger picture. I'm not looking at this stuff. Why? Because the seen is temporary. The things which are not seen 
are eternal. Guys, I want you to know something. The purpose that God has is more real than the plan that you have. It's more real. It's more tangible. I know it seems like it's way away. I know it feels like God's purpose. There's no way he could accomplish that in your life. I know it's big. It's supposed to be. It's God. If your purpose doesn't need God involved in it, this probably has nothing to do with him. If he doesn't need, if you don't need faith in God to accomplish where you want to be at the end of the year, you might need to rethink setting your goals. We might be setting a little too low. Go ahead and set some goals this year that says, God, now if you don't show up, there's no way this has happened. I'm just going to let you know. I'm just going to tell you, there, there's no way I could get that kind of a job. I don't, have the, I don't have the qualifications. So if that's what you want from me, you're going to have to intervene. If you want me to buy that house, then, then you're going to have to intervene because there's no way on my payroll, on, in our bank account, that we're purchasing that. It, come on, we need, some, we need some goals where God gets involved. Get God involved this year. That's why I'm excited about those that are in this room, because you've chosen today on the very first day of the year. Anybody stay up till midnight? Anybody watch the clock go 59-0-0? It's fun, isn't it? No, it's not at all. I started several years ago. I've seen it. I can watch the clock turn from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., 2.59, whatever. It's all the same anticlimactic it's just it build it up the ball drops they're just making messes go look at times square right it's a big mess you don't want to be there it's no fun but this is this is what we do this is what we look at this is what 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 is god getting involved in your plan this year what role is he playing is it his purpose or is it your plan he, he wants to be involved in every step of the way. Why? Because the things which are seen, they're temporary. That means they're here one day, gone the next. The things which you cannot see, that's the stuff that lasts forever. That's the stuff that will remain. Second Corinthians, or, uh, 1 Corinthians 9. 1 Corinthians 9. 1 Corinthians 9. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? One receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Guys, I want you to see something there. Go back. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. I would hate that we ran, but not in a way to obtain. I would hate that we were striving for something, but it was something that was outside of God's purpose for our life. Now, look, if that was 2016, there's no condemnation. God, God knows how to start over. Talk to Noah. Talk to Moses. Talk to David. He knows how to take messes and turn them into miracles. Amen. Amen. I don't know who that's for. I'm just going to camp there for just a moment. I don't know who that's for. 2016, not so great for you. Challenging. Wanted to quit. Wanted to give up. Somebody might have had to drag you to the finish line. 
But you set your course this year and you say, I'm going to run in such a way that I will obtain it. Such a way. Verse 25. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. That means they're disciplined. Disciplined. Now they do it to obtain a perishable. How much more we for an imperishable crown. How much more do we have to strive for? How much more do we have to look forward to? And I want everyone right now to say it with me. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking ahead to it. I'm looking forward. I'm not looking backward. I'm not counting all that I lost. I'm not counting all that I gained. I'm looking ahead to 2017. God, what do I have to look forward to this year? But we for an imperishable crown. Verse 26. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. I have purpose in my running. I have direction in my running. If you don't have purpose, you don't have direction. Thus, I fight, not as one who beats the air, verse 27, but I discipline. I discipline. Discipline my body. Look, you may have physical goals. You may have financial goals. You may have family goals. You may have personal goals. You may have business goals. Whatever it is, it's going to require discipline. It's going to require discipline. It's going to require you to push past how you feel. Just go ahead and tell yourself, I will not just go to church when I feel like it. I will not just go to the gym when I feel like it. I will not just uh, walk in love towards my spouse when I feel like it. I will not. And no matter what, you know, one thing about discipline is discipline is all internal. It's not external. What does that mean? That means discipline defies the outside influences. You're not disciplined if something on the outside controls your behavior or controls if you do something or not. You're not disciplined in your love walk if the way your boss talks to you determines how you respond to them. You're not disciplined. Discipline is internal. Discipline says regardless of what happens out here, I'm still doing this thing. Amen. That's discipline. I know I'm camping on that just for a moment, but, but that, that, that's That's the key to progress. All progress is a result of discipline. You will not accidentally show up on December 31st and say, well, look look at that. All that stuff I wrote down. All those New Year's resolutions. There they are. Did it. Man, feels so good to be here. I didn't have to think about it. No, you're going to fight. You're going to press. You're going to discipline yourself. He says, I beat my body into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Why? Paul had a purpose. He had a reason. He had a goal. He had an assignment. He had a why behind what he was doing. God, if you don't have a why, if you don't have a why, you'll quit the what. If you don't know why you want to get in shape, you'll quit. If you don't know why you need to work on your marriage, then you'll quit. If you don't know why you need that promotion, you'll quit. If you don't, if you don't know why you need to be in church, 
you'll quit. If you don't know why you need to be in the word, you'll quit. If you don't have a good enough why, you'll stop doing the what. The what's not good enough. It never is. You got to know the why. And purpose always answers the question why. Purpose always answers the question why. What's the purpose? What's the purpose? What's the purpose? You, you might need to take some time this week. Get with the Lord and say, what's the purpose? Why? You know, one thing I've learned in turning over years is there are things that I need to add in the new year. But there's also things I need to subtract. I, I've learned that I, I'm not going to get where I'm going by taking all that I have. I've learned that. I'm not going to get where I'm going by taking all the people that I have. It just doesn't happen. There might be individuals in your life this year, based upon where you're going, they're not going the same place, so at some point you're going to have to cut it off. There may be wants and desires that you'll have to sever. We just saw that in the very first verse. Lay aside every weight and sin. Sin's easy. Sin is sin. Don't allow, the, don't allow the world to redefine what God has already defined as sin. If it's a sin, you need to cut it off. You will not get to where God wants you to be this year in 2017 with sin in your life. It's not going to happen. Period. And he's paid way too big of a price for you to drag that sin into 2018 with you. This is the year. You tell yourself, this is it. 2017, this is the year that I quit that, whatever it is, you're not defined by what you do momentarily. You are defined by what you do persistently and consistently and habitually. And if there is a, a habitual sin, cut it off. This is the year. This is the time. I know a lot of churches don't preach like this anymore, but sin is still sin. And God hates it. And he's paid way too big of a price for you to carry it around any longer. His son endured way too much for us to be attached to sin and just say, well, it's just hard or I just can't seem to give it up. You tell Jesus it's hard. Talk to him and say, well, it's just too hard, Jesus. Because what he endured for the joy that was said, what was the joy? That my people would be able to live sinless. That I would be able to pull the sin out of them so I could be one with them once again. Because God can't be one with sin. And as long as sin is inside of what he loves, he can't be connected to what he loves. Jesus didn't come to get you to heaven, guys. He came to get sin out of you so you could get heaven to earth. We got that. Amen. That was Jesus' purpose. That was his assignment. And you know what? He guarded his purpose at all costs. He didn't let anything get in the way of his purpose. Not even his best friend, Peter. When Peter got in his face to say, may it never be. May you never go to the cross. May they never torment you. May they never treat you like that. And he said, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. You are a stumbling. You are trying to keep me from getting to my purpose. He said, where I need to be, you're in the way. There's too much that Jesus endured for us to be dragging around sin in our lives in 2017. 
Get rid of it. And weights, get rid of them. And I can't tell you what a weight is because a weight for me not, might, might not be a weight for you. And a weight for you might not be a weight for me. I don't, I don't know what, what that kind of music does to you. It may not affect me the, way, the same way it affects you. I don't know what those kind of movies do or, or being in those types of environments or being around that kind of. I don't know. But if it's a weight in your life, how do I know if it's a weight? If it's holding you back. If you recognize I'm not achieving or fulfilling or getting to where I need to be, something's holding you back. Pretty simple. If you're running the race slower than everybody else, there's probably something strapped to your ankle that it's like, oh, wait, that was for practice. I don't need to be carrying that weight around anymore. I need to be able to run. I need to be able to go. Identify the weights and cut it off. Lay it aside. Put it down. That's what Paul's talking about. I beat my body in the subjection. He, he, he said this. He said, I die daily. I died to what? Myself. To the wants and to the desires. Why? I got somewhere to be. I need to make progress. Anybody here want to make progress? Anybody looking to progress somewhere in the things of God? Spiritually? Physically? Let's do it. Let, let, why don't we just do it? Let's just do it. Let's just all say, you know what? 2017 is the year. I've put it off long enough. I'm tired of waiting around for somebody to motivate me or grab me by the hand and take me with them or say, hey, here we go. Be my little encourager. No, let's just say, regardless of what happens around me, I'm going to get there. I'm going to do it this year. Whatever that is. And I'm not going to do it on my own. I've got the Holy Spirit living inside of me. Because he who is in me is greater than he who's in the world. Amen? Chase, if you come up. This is where I want us to be. I mean, I, th- this is the greatest day for a pastor. I don't have to do a whole lot to encourage you. And to, you know, now come July. All right, guys, come on. Remember what we talked about in January? Yes, Pastor. Okay. <laughs> I know I'm three months behind on my Bible reading plan. I know I know I haven't made it as often as I like. But this is January. We got everybody on the same slate today. All of you are the same amount of time behind in your Bible reading plans. It's awesome. You can look around and everybody's at the starting line just standing. But I want us all to be standing at the finish line looking across and saying, you may... You did it too. Hey, yeah, you made it. High five. Hallelujah. Why? Because God's got a purpose. God's got a purpose for us, man. It's just, it's too great. It's too great. It's too great. About the last quarter, I've just, I don't know, sensed a heaviness and a, a burden for the church. Not this church. I feel good about this church. But the church in general, I just feel time is running short, guys. It just is. I'm not trying to put a, a, a damper on your Happy New Year's Day parade, but it's running short. It's, it's time to get serious. Let this year be the year you stay. I, I'm serious. Whatever God has for me, I don't want to cut any of it out. I don't want to, I don't want to go through 2017 thinking and living and acting and talking and responding like 2016. 
regardless of how you end it. Everybody, just stand with me. Let's just take a moment. Stand with me. Regardless of how 2016 ended. Now, I, I came from a background in church where we laid hands on people for everything. Everything, man. There was a spirit behind everything. And there are, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to devalue that. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lay hands on you. Because I, I want us to understand today how simple it really is. I don't have anything that you don't already have access to. I just don't. I grew up thinking that the pastor had this, like, office, and then behind his bookcase was this warehouse of stuff that he had for healing, if I needed healing, if I needed the anointing for something. It was an anointing for everything. It was an anointing to work. It was an anointing to pass an offering bucket. And Sometimes it's just a desire. Sometimes it's just a discipline. Sometimes it's, I don't feel anointed. I'm going to do it anyway. I, I, don't, I don't have any special concoction up here to give you. There's, there, there, there's nothing I can do rather than just being led by the Spirit and imparting to you something. But I don't feel led that way this morning. What I do feel led is that every person in this room that wants to progress in 2017, just raise your hand and just say this with me. Say, I declare in the name of Jesus that I have the discipline. I have the mercy. I have the grace and I have the favor of God to accomplish all of his purposes for my life. Now, Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that every person in this room and the sound of my voice has a vision, has a clear direction, has a clear assignment, has a clear purpose. Father, if they don't have a clear purpose, may they take the time this week to get the clarity they need for the direction that you have for their life. But we take hold of it right now. We have our hands in the air saying, we take hold of it. We grab a hold of it. We're not waiting for it to come to us. We're going to go get it. So that we can be and we can achieve and become all that you have for us. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I thank you right now. No matter what challenges no matter what opposition that we may face in this year. We know that tests and trials, they will come. But you told us in your word, he who endures to the end shall be saved. We want to endure. We want to be persistent. We want to persevere. We will not give in. We will not give up. We take hold of all that you have for us. And regardless of the challenges and oppositions, we know greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We know 
that your kingdom cannot be shaken. We know that you are building your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And we right now, we come against every spiritual force. We come against every, every spiritual attack in the name of Jesus. And we know that we have the one that has conquered all living within us. We thank you for what we'll see you do, what we will see you accomplish through our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen.